Hello and welcome disc golfers to the Hitting the Line podcast. I am your host, Jad, and I am with a new guest today as my brother Nas is not here. He's on a slight mini vacation. Uh, so we have a special guest today. Um, I am joined by John. Is it Five Ash? Is that how it's yep, pronounced? Yep, Five Ash. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's correct. John Five Ash, uh, father of Noah Five Ash, who is currently on the DGPT. Uh, and so he will be where we are going to be studying our lines this week. He is in it's Tyler, Texas. Is that correct? For the Texas state championships this weekend. Um, so John, how long has Noah been playing? Uh, how did you guys get into disc golf and, uh, what brings you to this podcast today? <laughs> um, I found the podcast in the disc golf discussion board and, uh, just was cruising through and seeing this cool looking hat. And I was like, dude, that is the coolest looking hat I've ever seen. <laughs> next thing yeah. you know, you know, I was like checking it out. And next thing you know, I'm ran down this rabbit hole and then I'm paying 20 bucks in on, uh, in fantasy disc golf. And I've never done anything. I've never even bet anything in my entire life before and uh, won a hundred bucks. And I was like, Oh, that is awesome, dude. I was like, and so I've been collecting disc golf knowledge. My son's been playing competitively uh, for about three years. We, uh, Full time. Before that, we I've been playing since '96, and so nice. my kids would do it, and we would only play like once a month because they were baseball players. And I used to run a, a, a Facebook. My Facebook page is the Disc Golf Caddy Daddy Chronicles, and I write about his. You know, um, I'm, I'm a writer. I love to write, and so I used to have a Facebook page called the Crazy Baseball Dad. And so um, we were baseball players, and we'd only play disc golf. Uh, once a season, maybe for one month, and then we'd put it down, and then you know we would just joke around with it. And then my son started falling in love with it his junior year, and at that time he was on a bunch of elite baseball teams, playing travel ball, and uh, looking to be recruited by colleges and things like that. And then he decided to drop it all and kind of live that Paul McBeth life that he talks okay. about. And uh, and uh, went and started doing, and uh, he, last year was his uh, first full-time year. In fact, I uh, just got the one-year notice on Facebook today saying that uh, I posted about this last year, talking about Texas State. He went out there last year, was so nervous, couldn't even hold the disc. It slipped out of his totally. hand time, uh, laid an egg. But uh, eventually they had a good season, uh, made the USDGC, had a couple of couple 15s, earned his tour card. And nice. uh, this past t- couple of weeks, he's learning the school of Texas winds. And he's been spending a lot of time on the putting green, trying to figure out how to putt uh, inside the Texas wind. Because being from North Carolina, up in the mountains, we're wood golfers. And he's a power woods player. And so he has um, almost like a Calvin hybrid type game. Where he's very good okay. at hitting gaps with power. And okay. so... Uh, yeah. And so anyways, totally. Yeah, dude, that's, that's so awesome. And I've, I've seen that the name five ash so many times, like on U disc or whenever mm-hmm. I'm looking at scores, but I've never been able to put a face to it until I, until I looked him up today. And so, right. yeah, yeah. You had hit me up on face on yeah Facebook messenger. Like, Hey, where can we, where can we talk about this stuff? Where can we talk about the lines? And I said, well, well, actually, by the way, I do need a guest this week. Um, so that's why we've got you here. Uh, today, Man, I appreciate um, it. Appreciate it a whole lot. 
it's yeah, like good i get to show how like nerd out i become because dude that's what it is that's what the show has become like yeah me and my brother just we ma- literally made it last year halfway through the season i mean all we did all day was once we once we learned about prize picks and that they're taking like would they take this call i mean i'm huge into poker huge into fantasy football and like what do you mean somebody's taking disc golf betting lines and so we just literally text back and forth all day about it we're like well if we're gonna be doing this why don't we actually talk about it so yeah if we're gonna talk about it why not put a mic to our face so yeah (laughs) nerding out about it is is just the best and uh i love doing it and it's just awesome that it's come this far i mean doesn't it's not anything special but it's just cool to have someone like you somebody with experience and uh is willing to give a shit you know so yeah i I enjoy it what I, what I want to know is like the fantasy side, because I've never really have played the odds of the fantasy. Like, so like right now I'm doing things like I'm having fun trying to hit those big, those big five picks where you choose three over or two yeah. under and just oh, like the like 12 that, ones trying to get those two twenty yeah. picks. And yeah. so I've been having fun doing those where I've thought to myself, you know what, if I just pick these three people and do a power play on it, then I could just get this guaranteed money because you know that, you know, how much work that these guys have been putting in. You see the weakness in their game, how they improved it this week and how they're going to, you know, play above their line, play above their average, you know, and, and they're almost like a guaranteed pick. And you just take that $80 and run. But maybe this week I might do that. But usually I try to get greedy and like, okay. no, you know, I have a feeling that this guy's just going to lay an egg today. and <laughs> This guy's going to just shred, and, you know. And so I don't know. Cool. I was cool. wondering how, okay. how do you usually do it? Do you usually uh, do five flex, four pick, three? How do you usually roll? So I, it, you know, it, it all depends on the week. It depends on how confident I am that week. Uh, like I said, last week, I thought it was so obvious in round two that the unders were all a smash. Mm-hmm. And I just did as many five pick flex all unders as I could, even though it was only eight X. Um, so you don't have Twitter, do you? No, I don't. I need to get on Twitter. So, so, so on my no Twitter, way. I posted it. I, I hit five five pick flexes last week. It was it was the most incredible week. I only played fifty bucks last week and made like three twenty. It was incredible. So, uh, yeah. So it just depends on the week, you know. If it's a week where I'm so like for example, I mean, we'll get into it. Uh, this is a brand new course that we're playing. Um, so there's not a lot of history. It's kind of speculation. So mm-hmm. I know round one, I'm going to play relatively conservative. I'm going to play less power plays because I'm less confident. I'm going to play more flex plays, probably more two. F- it just depends all on confidence. So like, I'll probably just play some two pick flexes, um, see what the scores look like round one, and then try to adjust, uh, round two. And, and it's always really interesting to see like how we were talking about before, like um, what prize picks, how they adjust to potentially the weather or even there's even some other things to take note uh, when it comes to prize picks. Is that like if especially in Texas, when the weather can change so drastically, a lot of those early tea times, the weather might be better or worse before some of those later tea times. Mm-hmm. And those are things to take into consideration, too. Right. Like last last week, the winds were picking up all day as the day progressed so we knew some of those lead cards like chris dickerson was not going to shoot his under because his wind was going to be pushing 18 20 miles an hour but when they first went out there like when kevin jones because he shot the two bad rounds he had like a 9 a.m tea time winds were at like five miles per hour Mm -hmm. so so it's it all just depends on the week and who i'm feeling and how prize picks is adjusted but yeah gotcha yeah 
I was wondering, yeah, I watch the wind in the morning time and those morning re- hour by hour weather. And then I'll make some phone calls. And if I'm not on site, I'll make phone calls in just to find out how strong that wind is. And that, and that Texas wind is just a total, it's a, it's a different, it's hard to explain, but it's just a different monster. <laughs> it's it's totally. weird. It's weird. And so, and so before we uh, jump into the nitty gritty, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. I think it's really cool that you actually discovered us through one of our sponsors. You've seen the hat that my brother was wearing. Um, that was Till Death Disc Golf. Um, so shout out to Till Death Disc Golf. And then, of course, Prize Picks. Um, and last but not least, uh, who am I missing here? Oh, no. Dark Ace Apparel. Shout out Dark Ace Apparel. If you like metal and disc golf, um, check Dark Ace Apparel out. So oh yeah, yeah, I got some are, dark ace apparels. Nice. I like dark. Yeah. Nice. Like I enjoy those guys, man. They're 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 they have some interesting socks. And so I have some Yeah, stuff. my my brother is the is the metal guy. I won't I won't pretend that it's me, although you know, I'll listen, I'll headbang a little bit, but I don't yeah. I don't know all the, the bands and uh I'm stuff a, like that. I'm a skater punk, so but you know, hey, you I go. you know, I'll I'll adopt the metal. You know, you know, here. I I kind of thought maybe you might have been so like I said, I was creep in looking up uh your son and stuff so let's let's get into that so your son started playing you said competitively seriously about three years ago yeah about three years ago he started and then last year he was his first year he went out and tried some disc golf pro tour events and then uh, he just, this he just jumped right into it huh yeah he just jumped right into it he just decided that if you're going to be the best play with the best and he's out there like learning like so for example like um this past week He's been out there a lot with Gannon Burr, working on the putting greens with him and really just working on more spin, more pop on his on his putter. So he'll hold up into the wind a little better. And uh, he's just out there uh, just drinking in the knowledge. And sometimes he's kind of like one of those A.B. Adam Hammy's picks kind of guys. Some days he'll shred to a 1060 and some days it's a 930. It's, it's a live and die kind of way. And then sometimes he'll put together some good rounds. And so he's young. You know, he's still learning the consistency. How, how so, old? He's 20. Cool. Very yeah. cool. So he is one of the young guns out on yeah, tour. Yeah, he's awesome. one of the young guns. He's He, he throws, a, you know, way over 500 feet. And, oh, and snap. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So nice. Those guys yeah. are, they, they smash a disc. You're sitting there, you watch them in practice, and they're just smashing disc, and it just looks like a totally different game when someone like my wife and I go out and play. Which, uh, she beats me most of the time. So, man, I'm still trying to figure out that 500 power thing. I've been playing since I was, I've been playing for about 12 years now, since I was like 14 ish. My brother took me out for the first time, and I still have yet to like peak over 470. So, so I don't know if it's because I didn't learn the muscle memory quick enough. Cause I mean, when I started playing, I'm sure you can obviously you can say the same thing as we didn't have the, the Jomez and stuff to look off of online and try to figure out what good form looked like we were out at the course and we look at other people who are on the course and like oh that dude looks better than me how wait how is he doing that and that's how it was and you might have read an x-step forum online or something or if you were lucky you had one of those clash dvds but Mm -hmm. there wasn't really a way to like learn how to figure out what was good so um, so i don't know if it's because of muscle memory or if it's just because i'm not as athletic as i think i am but yeah yeah, i don't have that 500 power (laughs) and watching people do that is mind-blowing and it's yeah. crazy that people like Paul Macbeth and them figured it out early. Like, I mean, they, they figured that out. Like, they, I mean, of course, you can model after Ken Climo and this and that. But like I said, like, you didn't have anything to study. Yeah. They just figured it out. So mm-hmm. it's just incredible. 
whole different game, like you said. We we were lucky because in our area in Western North Carolina, we have our club, uh, Western North Carolina Club, and it's a humongous club. And uh, uh, Noah was able to uh, homeschool him one year to have like an enrichment year with him and kind of like just teach him that he's more than a test and teach him how to think outside the box and critical thinking, stuff like that. And so we had a lot of him a year. And for PE, we went out and played at the club. And I'd been a member of our club for a long time. And, you know, I was a little sketchy about bringing them out there because, you know, our disc golf club is definitely we, we have a lot of good times out there on the, the golf totally. course. And he was a young kid. And so I brought him on what they call Wednesday morning dubs, you know, the Wednesday morning they call the you know slacker dubs, <laughs> the guys who don't work. And uh, they taught him how to throw out there. And uh, they, they gave him light flippy disc and they, they showed him form and they helped him out. And there was a bunch of people who were in his corner out here inside of our club. And so from there, he was able to compete every night because we have an event, uh, a, you know, a club event every night of the week. And he was able just to kind of like get out there and just start. Just He was playing every night against these guys and yeah. uh, just going out there and, and uh, just competing. And then from there, he's uh, his goal is to be a world champ one day. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Dude, I'm praying on it. That'd be so dope. Yeah. It would be praying on it. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get into the Texas State Championships and how it might relate to our prize picks picks. Um, As we're talking right now, prize picks for the first time just put up some prop bet lines. So I imagine they're getting all their stuff together right now. We're only seeing um, whole seven prop bets with four people. We'll see what the lines look like, even though the lines aren't up right now. I because so it is a brand new course. I don't think either of us have said that yet. We might have. It's a brand new course. Uh, they're calling it the Thorn. It's essentially a mix between the other three courses um, mm-hmm. that were there. Um, so, what insight might you have for us uh, being in contact with Noah this week about the Thorn? How it might play? What a hot score might uh, sound like, or what the average score might sound like? I got you. Um- Last night I was able to talk to him on kind of a conference call and was able to talk to a few other disc golfers there. Um, the Thorn was a design. It's a Greg Barsby design. He took the three courses out there, combined them together, and took the best of the best and has made a safari-like course out there. And um, what Noah's saying is that uh, it's definitely going to be for the 500-plus thrower boys um, there's because if you're not throwing 500 plus, you're going to miss about eight birdies out there <clears throat> and uh, you're going to need that power. So it's going to be a power game this week. It's going to be an initial gap hitting power game. So initial gaps, throw it up in there. Kind of like Calvin Heinberg would be a good. That's pick what I was just thinking this week. Yeah. One of those good gappers. Nico is going to be a really good because he's going to flex through those lines. There's plenty mm. of room to work the disc out there. Lots of room to fly and control. So um, they're saying it's a combined of level Waco and a combined of Belton. And so what I've mm, done that makes in sense. my picks is I've combined the two and see who was doing the best and what was going on at the time and uh, adding that together because you have you do have some tricky wood uh, par threes. But, man, listen, these numbers are crazy right here. Uh, you have, let's see. You have you have 480, 470, 460. I mean, you got some big par threes out there. And so uh, they were saying that circle two putting is going to be a big must this week. And so that gives okay. you good lines with people like um, 
look to see if people like Brody is on in the circle two. So go check out their circle two percentage because that's where he makes up a lot of good strokes. He's usually in ninth yep. to tenth place most of the time. And so you're going to see a lot of circle two. So Kevin Jones is going to be a good pick out there. And then um, um, and then uh, who else is good at circle two? Ezra. So if you're looking at Ezra. And so it's a good thrower's course. And so um, you're going to look to see if he's going to be a good pick this week. Just look at his C1 after the first round and see if he's hitting circle one. And uh, don't worry about his putting because if he's hitting C C1, he's usually parking things. His putting is always bad, but <laughs> Ezra. Yeah, I'm unfortunate. I can agree with that. I can agree yeah. with that. He went. I mean, you can he went, look at uh, his. I mean, not he to went talk 50%. Bad about him or anything, because but he's like at 116th in the putting C1, yeah. 114th C1. I mean, that's where he, he lives. He went 50% round three last week um, from my Twitter. So I had one last week. I won round one. I won round two, and then round three because I was just. I was ready to take my my W and move on to this week. I only did one uh, three pick flex on the last day. Uh, Kevin Jones under smash Brody under got there. And the other one was Ezra and I missed it by a half a stroke or a stroke. And it's because oh, he man. went 50% C1. And I'm like, oh, brutal. Awesome. But it's st still won money because it was a flex play. So it was right. Nice. I went Brody over and that's where I lost my five pick flex play last on the last round. Oh, I was no. just thinking that the wind kicking up would mess them up one of the things that the inside knowledge that i've gotten like with these people who they when they're switching these new discs if the wind kicks up really high that's when they have problems with their disc okay now katrina allen actually you know smacked me down i think at waco on that last day because she shredded totally she yeah. shredded on the side that but, wind but she did like, not play well at all the first two rounds no she didn't and so i went ahead and she made me lose a nice flex pick that was a 220 pick but uh so usually what happens when they switch this is what my son was saying, because he he switched to gateway in the middle of this past season. Is he, so is he, he throwing had, all gateway? Pretty much. He still has two discs that he's working out, which Dave lets them have a couple discs inside their back. So he still has a couple. And, of discs. and gateway always has, even in the past, even when even Nico was right. throwing like firebirds and stuff back in the day, mm -hmm. what is he putting with a wizard warlock? Wizard. Magic? Oh yeah. Wizard here. Yeah. This is his oh. wizards. Uh -oh. nice this is his tour disc this is there is anywhere that, that we could trip. purchase one of those or anybody watching or myself yeah yeah we we post them up on my uh facebook page on the caddy daddy chronicles and then of course okay his uh, signature disc this year is going to be the uh devil hawk and uh he, is that an approach before disc? he went to gateway he was a bird thrower and he was having when he got into Ooh, the kansas okay. winds last year that got it ripped over and so he went with, uh, he found this disc and man, this like revolutionizes the game because it's basically throwing a baseball. It has no flight in it. It okay. goes, it guaranteed it is stable. When you break one in, you can get some, a little bit of flight out of it, but it's good. It's, you know, it's a, he can smash on this. It's not going right. anywhere past 250 feet. Right. And it's totally. just those are nice because you don't have to tempo down. Do I? So yeah, uh, discs like that are nice because you don't have to tempo down, so you can just keep your groove going. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was pretty. I'm not sure how we got around that rabbit hole, but <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well. So in in terms of scores, um, Brody initially said on one of his podcasts this week that he doesn't think anybody will shoot a ten down, but we're thinking the shred score is probably a ten down. 
mm-hmm. uh, I would imagine. And then I said, I think maybe a seven is a good score after watching. Mm-hmm. So him and him and Ezra did a practice round on YouTube. If you really want to get a feel of the course, mm-hmm. I recommend checking that out, especially if you're going to do the prop bet um, mm-hmm. on prize packs, prize picks for whole seven. Uh, check that out uh, to help you make your decision. What do you think is going to be a good score? Maybe a rating. Uh, we always like to look at the 1030s, the 1060s. Those are usually good measurements for when we're picking our overs and unders. We're thinking uh, what, what everybody was saying last night because uh, we polled everyone who was – they had a big cookout last night, the, the guys did, and we polled everyone last night. Cool. And they're saying uh, average 6'8", between a 6 and an 8. Okay. Eight's going to be on the really good side. 6 is going to be on that side. You're going to see a lot of people line up, so you're looking at your – your 10, 20, 10, 30s lining up right in there. A uh, good round, good round double digits, 10. Okay. Uh, is what he's thinking. It's it's going to be, that's going to be shredding. That's going to be shredding. And, and I thought that too. I thought mm-hmm. that watching, watching it on YouTube as well, like I said, watching that practice round, I thought it was very scorable. There is mm-hmm. some OB. How much does OB come into play? Because I know they're going to have some artificial OB. Um, like you said, it, it, the birdies are tough to get, but it's very attackable. Mm-hmm. What are the, what's the OB situation like? Do you know? It's fair. They're saying that it's, it's real fair. It's not as tight. It's, it, it, you still have to control your shots. You're going to have to hit your gaps. Think about the landings. A lot of the baskets are close to the rows and to a lot of OBs. And so you're going to end up with a yeah. lot of circle two putting, uh, going on. He's saying that there's, that's going to be, the game this week, a lot of circle two. So when the wind kicks up on Sunday, uh, you could watch that wind, watch the hour by hour, see who's going to have the worst win, and judge your base off of that. And then, uh, oh, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, OB seems fair. Um, I think Brody and them are judging it off the wind. If the wind kicks up, it becomes a very, very hard course. Right. So it's a wind dependent course. Yeah. And so it's all judged. It's Definitely. all, it's all dependent. So that first day, so here's the, pra- here's how nerd out I am on the practice day you know, on Monday, Tuesday, we're kind of almost Monday was a washout day with the t- tornadoes. They were able to get a practice round in, but it was in heavy wind. And the nice thing about that wind, it was a West Northwest wind. And they practice in another heavy northwest northwest wind on Tuesday, and they're going to practice in a medium northwest wind today, and then it's going to lighten up. Same wind, west northwest, and then Friday, hardly no wind, but it's still going to be the same west northwest wind. And so they're going to shred on Friday. They're going to shred that course because okay. they've all been in practice. They're all out there making their five, five, five dollar bets, and they're all out there throwing money around, and they're all out there trying. You know, they've been playing this hard course, and then on Friday it's going to release. It's going to let. It's going to let these guys shred that day, and then Saturday it actually switches into a south wind slightly, and then and then and then on Sunday it's going to be a wind that no one has practiced. It's going to be a high wind, and so it should be Sunday is going to be one of those days that <clears throat> that you're going to see. And I would go mostly over. And that would be a fun day cool. probably to pick that five flex where you're going three, two, see somebody who might shred the wind. And uh, yeah. definitely like take someone like a Paul McBeth and a uh, yeah. Calvin Heinberg maybe. Some, you know, usually he's good in the wind. but um, And then uh, go over with someone like a Ricky because right. the new disc and the wind, 
I mean, you can see it plain as day when the wind's up, he's having problems with yeah. his disc. When the wind's down, he's shredding with his disc. And yeah. So, same as Dickerson. When the wind's down, he's shredding with his disc because he's been practicing. I mean, he's been practicing. Personally, seen it. That guy practices hard. But when the mm -hmm. wind's up, you know, you can't you can't replicate that. And so they're having problems still adjusting in the wind. And so you, that would be a good overpick on a Sunday too. Um, totally. <laughs> but. Um, in and so um, we don't have the women's lines to look at yet. I haven't even – I know the women's layout is pretty much way different. Uh, do we have any beta on that at all? I'm not sure. If yeah, the women are, are really complaining right now. They're, they're, they're yeah. upset. The course is super long for them. Okay. Uh, you've heard a lot of complaints online and, you know, they're, they're the people that I've talked to. They were really looking forward to coming into those woods and getting into those woods because it kind of equalizes the big four off. Totally, totally. And so um, it's going to be scary. I don't know. I'm not going to mess with them on the first day because yeah. I have no idea where their lines are going to fall. Totally. And, so, and, and that's usually how FPO is. And they actually usually only give us a few of the of the women for that reason. Like you're lucky if you get Paige, Kristen Tatar and uh, Katrina Allen. Usually that's all they'll give you. And the, even the men, they've they've kept out some people this year. I'm not sure what the deal is uh, with prize picks right now, but uh, like we weren't really getting any Anthony Barellas. We were getting that last year, um, of course. But now we're getting Gannon Burr. Anyways, we're getting into the weeds. How right. about how about re, how about real life predictions outside of prize picks? Uh, if you have to pick someone not named Noah, who's gonna who's gonna win? Yeah. This weekend? That's a, I always pick Noah on all my. Uh... I, I picked him on my. So, ha, do you play skip ace at all? Yes, I I pick him on every one of my skip ace things, man. Uh, he's been like, it's not been a good so week. I I picked up Noah this week today on skip ace. Uh, hey, that might I'm be that's a good on. pick this week. I believe it's a good pick. This course right. plays for him, so he might get you a top fifty somewhere in this. Well, well, because I mean, the thing is, on skip ace, in my opinion, the best strategy. Because you really want to get somebody who pick who takes first. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big advantage to go what so like in fantasy football we call it stars and scrubs lineup. So I and I believe the same thing for skip ace that it's a big advantage to go stars and scrubs. Right. Uh, not that Noah's a scrub, but right, he's right, got but he's the, a thousand rated player. He, right? I got you. Yeah, he's got the lower rating. So if right. I want to afford somebody with high rating, I I picked Noah this week. So right, cool. uh, we'll see how that works out. No pressure. <laughs> no uh, pressure. Gu gu gun to your head. Who's gonna Who's gonna take it home this week? Oh man, um, it's hard to pick against Ricky because he's won Texas State every time he's been a million there. times. Yeah, he has an interesting uh status scene today on Facebook and on uh Instagram. Uh, and so, uh, I think the wind's gonna stay down, and so I think he would be a good pick, but you know, it's hard to pick against Paul, who's in form right now. So, man, he's so just, in form, he is so in form. He's, He's Crazy. just shredding right now, and that circle two putting is going to be really big this week. And he, if he gets that circle two going, man, he's just dangerous, and it's going to be hard to deal with. And so it'll be, you know, it's going to – they made it. They want to see the battle, and you're going to see that battle. You might see a GG kick up in there and um, okay. because he's going to be a good pick if they throw him out there, hopefully. Um, yeah. I think he's going to have a good week. Uh, I wouldn't mess with him on Sunday. Do, do you know about any of his data for putting right now? Because I've never been a fan of his putting, but he is actually, it seems yeah, like yeah, he's still on. been playing okay. Seems like he's playing so, okay. Where, where he, where he excels at is in C1 
Uh, so okay. uh, C1 in Las Vegas, he was fifth and C1 wow. uh, in regulation. Me. So he's hitting fifth. So he's throwing the disc. So you can tell when he's throwing the disc well, it's really interesting when you watch the data because it's like you, if you're throwing the disc really close to the basket, you don't have to putt very well. The problem is right. usually his putt stats will go down because he's got so many chances at more chances at birdie than everyone okay. else. And That's so um, it's the same way with Ezra. And so you look at Ezra, you're like, man, how in the world is this guy in the top 20 with 103 putting stats? You see him, and he's still in the top 25, 30, and he's cashing every week with 103 inside the putting. It's because yeah. he's, he's throwing so – he throws the disc and gets so it into the circle, <laughs> and he has a whole lot more chances at birdie than everyone else. Same with Gigi. Definitely. So um, he went 33rd in C1 putting over in Las Vegas – and uh let's see this is ezra no this is gg and then gg went okay. 69th and putting in uh waco and of course he got the food poisoning the night before and yeah uh, yeah belton and yeah, dropped oh so i'm curious that. i'm not sure if you'd have this answer i'm curious if because he got food poisoning he ended up just going to tyler early and practicing Man, cool. oh, is he dating Jessica Weiss? Yeah, he thing? stayed back and hung out. So he must have stayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. stayed back and hung out. Something like that. Yeah, totally. I would imagine. He just posted on his Instagram okay. today that he just started getting practicing, and so I think okay. it looked like it was yesterday he started because the one that was not the weather didn't look good. So it looked like yesterday he got in and started practicing on Tuesday. Okay. Um, real life picks outside of Paul and Ricky. I'm going to go Calvin. I agree. I, I watch looking at the course today. Um, yeah, it just seemed like if you have a long tunnel shot, it seemed like you have a huge advantage. Some of those par fours, it's like, yeah, it might only be seven, 800 feet, but the first 300 feet are straight uphill. And then you have to throw to a guarded, uh, basket that's yeah, has some OB like road by it or this or that. I'm gonna go with Calvin since, since I, don't want to pick Ricky or or Paul, but I would take Ricky if you put a gun to my head too. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but so so, what about women? How do you feel about the uh, the FPO this year? Any takes? Any any uh, takes? Period about FPO this this week or this year in general? <laughs> I like how Katrina Allen has come out and, and showed off. She's balling. Yeah, everybody was talking about everyone else, and she was like, "Hey, what about me, people? Check this out, dude." She is so, balling. I, I've definitely used her a lot in my examples towards my son about her work ethic because um, you got to mm. respect that because oh, she is she definitely fake. <laughs> She's a grinder. And so yeah. uh, that's been interesting. Um, this week, I would definitely, if Paige, uh, like I said, the first day I would stay away from the FBO picks, but if Paige is shredding, then of course, She's a great mm -hmm. one to pick because it's definitely her style on of course. Sunday. Yeah, it's definitely her style of course. This is basically what she grew up playing. And so um, I'm thinking that um, she had a week off and she's coming out. She just got done with some family time and um, just like um, just off the subject real quick, the Kyle Klein, I would, I would start picking him too. He started, Dude, I'm, I'm the biggest Kyle Klein yeah. fan. Well, he started off. Here's he started off the season. He just bought a brand new van for one of my buddies, and so here he is. You know, he's a young kid with a brand new van, living with his girlfriend. Everything is brand young. new to him. So he was, you know, working out his living arrangements and figuring out how to process through everything the first couple of tournaments. 
And then uh, he'd been he's spending a lot of time on the putting green, and uh, and uh, you could tell because he's on he's on point right now. So he would definitely be a great pick. But back to the women, of course, uh, it's going to be hard to tell uh, just because, like we said, we don't know what to expect off this course. Uh, you can never go wrong. You definitely want to pick big bombers. Stay away. It's definitely going to be a big separation again between the fourth. One, two, three, four, and then basically there's yeah. another tournament. It's almost like those uh, – what's that show, Formula One? It's almost like, okay, we got four people that are going to be serious competitive this week, and then the, the rest of the – then there's a whole other tournament on top of the female tournament, which would be interesting totally. to break that totally. down. And be like, okay, so who's going to be fifth because that's who's- like – Who's your favorite? Uh, who is your favorite fifth place woman this year? Then let's talk about that because oh, I, I think there's go some good my, new my faces. D. Carey. I have to go with D. Carey because uh, that's my son. Dan Carey. My, my son lives with the Carries, so the Carries and them have oh, a okay. fifth wheel, and they go around. And my son rents a room out of their fifth wheel with them, and so that's very cool. Travels. Yeah. So okay. D. So Carey. Poor D, poor D. That's my wife was saying in the background. She's like, poor D. <laughs> she has to fit up with that. Both of them, when they have bad days on the on the tournament, I can only imagine the uh, yes. But anyways, him and AJ are definitely uh, two interesting characters that uh, they don't like to they don't like to lose. So okay, what did I say? Did I said cool. right? I think I said that right. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, uh, I think I, like I think the women's and, and that's something we've we've talked about a handful of times on this podcast is that like you mentioned how it's like almost like there's two tournaments for the women's field. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a really interesting time in the women's field because there is a lot more people that's competitive for that five spot. Um, you know, you've got Cat Merch, um, Maria Oliva mm-hmm. made a push this uh past week. Kona's mm-hmm. falling off, but she's still got that in her range. Right. Um yeah, there's that 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 spot is really interesting because it seems like each week in the FPO, it shuffles Valerie Mandujano officially made herself like, Hey, I'm here yeah, I'm here to yeah, stay. Yeah. And then her sister shot the hot round round one at Belton. Um, so it's it, that, that, that fifth place spot that you talk about in FPO, yeah, it's, it's getting, getting, very, it's getting yeah. very competitive and that that's where the new contracts are going to be signed right. or who are those girls that are getting to that fifth place spot. Right. You're I mean, seeing these all, courses like, a Waco and its Belton courses kind of like give the the full advantage to these big power players. Yeah. And you're seeing these medium power players, I call them, the people who are still young. You're talking mm-hmm. about a, y'all, a lot of young girls there that eventually in another couple of years, I believe, are going to be shredding and, and getting better form and uh, going to have the, the distance. Like you said, that whole gap is starting to come in with the cat merches and the Valerie's and all those. Yeah. And so uh, cat's really shredding right now, too. She's a cat, cat merch. Yeah, she's shredding. Dude, I can't stop talking about her on my Twitter yeah. right now. She she can score so damn well. She just has a lot. She takes a lot of bogey strokes, but she scores. She takes as many birdies as the best of them. So, mm-hmm. uh, I've been I've been saying look out for cat merch to to finally make that jump. Um, You're right. It'll be interesting to see what happens. She's getting a lot of good practice in right now with Nico and that whole crew. And Definitely. she's learning a really good work ethic. That crew has an excellent work ethic and yeah. they work hard. And so she's learning how to, to work hard on her game. And so you can really tell. And uh, yeah. it's looking good. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, John, I think that's going to do it from us. Cool, man. Um, I appreciate it. I it's the first time I've ever done anything like this. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think we can definitely uh, look forward to having you on in the future as well. Yeah, let um, me know. Uh, again, uh, for the viewers or listeners who weren't there for the season opener, I'm going to be leaving in about a month. I'll be doing my first season of um, Fight and Fire for the Forest Service. So um, Nasser is going to need some guests um, throughout the rest of the year, and I'm sure we'd love to have you on again. Um, getting that beta, getting that insight, getting that nerd talk going. Uh, it's definitely valuable. Yeah. Watch that practice week, guys. If that practice week tells a lot. If that practice week is a good week and that wind's going good and they're practicing that same, you see that that uh, weather is going to be the same on that Friday, man, go with those unders. Go with those unders. They're going to definitely shred. Yes, sir. Yeah. But John, I, man, I John, is it. there um, – go ahead. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to shout out? Maybe like – so you had mentioned – uh, that Noah's got some merch on your Facebook page. Is there anywhere where we can oh, yeah. find you me, or find let me Noah? Shout out. Any, I need any to shout out all the sponsors. Yeah. Okay, give me one second. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's all do right, that. All right. I'm sorry. Shout out to no, Gateway. Go for of course, it. Gateway Disc. Get yourself a Devil Hawk and a Spirit. The spirits are holding up good in the wind right now. We want to shout out to Revolution Disc Off, which is okay. the Carolina team bag. Noah has his own bag, which is kind of cool. Like he gave uh, Scott Stokely and uh, Julie Kamara and Noah Five Ash has the OG high price disc golf bags, Revolution disc golf bag. He has a uh, black and white checkerboard, has his logo on there, which is his uh, Five Ash checkerboard logo, which is this logo right here is on the bag. Whoop. Very cool. Pointed the wrong way. <laughs> My dyslexia is kicking in. <laughs> And uh, shout out to them and shout out to uh, Disc Golf Duds, which is our local company who helps us with marketing cool. and, and doing shirts. And he has like a clothing line. So shout Sweet. out to them. And so we couldn't. And, and we can find all that on your Facebook page, you said? Yeah, my Facebook page. Uh, follow me. Or I'm John Five Ash, spelled F I V E S H. I'm the Caddy Daddy Chronicles. I write about my son. And I also have. Uh, um, uh, old fat man skateboard stories, which I post some stuff from me skateboarding every once in a while. And uh, very cool, definitely a cool Facebook page. I have no political, none of that weird stuff. And so it's nothing but <laughs> disc golf and skateboarding. And so if That's you're right. into that, if you want to see a fat guy on a skateboard, which who doesn't love seeing a fat guy on a skateboard, and then following my son on the disc golf pro tour, come and check me out. And then, of course, I'm now I'm nerding out on this uh, prize pick stuff. And so I've been talking about that a little bit. And so um, my family probably thinks I'm crazy. But, hey. Aren't we all? <laughs> yes, we are. But other than all that, right, John. appreciate it, dude. Nope. Was, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a joy having you on. Definitely look forward to doing it in the future.